cool snap what's good everybody it's your boy chris with episode 98 of should i play that podcast i am here with two co-hosts james and rod what's going on guys yo what's going Hello. on chris i don't know much nothing much another week and we're so listen I, i'm getting more and more excited the closer we get to 100 we're almost there almost there um i said this last week but i'm pretty sure that episodes 100 we're gonna do that live we're gonna do that on twitch our return to our you know twitch format you know we love can't wait to see y'all live or or not or you can catch us on spotify apple podcasts wherever you listen to your podcast we're there so should i play that of course after you you do all that yeah you guys you know what it is Go ahead and drop that, you know, five stars, that likes, mm-hmm. those reviews, and it helps out. Helps out. But um, how's everybody doing this week? What's going on? What's 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 new? What's, what's new for you guys? James, you got, you got anything going on in the, man, in the world? Uh, not really, man. Just kind of been working as per usual. Um, it's getting a little bit warmer down here, which is nice. After this uh this cold spell that like gripped the country for the last like couple weeks, mm-hmm. it's nuts. So I went outside. It's, it's still nice out there. Go figure. <laughs> but um, I mean, besides that, I've been good on the way to um episode one hundred. And incidentally enough, also my birthday's around that time. I just realized it lines okay. up pretty close. Mm. So uh, yeah, it's, it's a pretty big couple weeks coming up. Looking forward nice. to this. Yeah, I was gonna say the same thing. Like it's mostly been weather related changes to me. Is that like this is the first week, at least here in, in Georgia, that we've had some some decent weather. It hasn't been super gloomy. I don't mind the gloomy weather personally, but like it is nice every now and then to see some degree of sun and not like constantly raining. Um that's nice. So um yeah, it's it's been cool to be able to like go out, walk around a little bit, uh, be safe of course, but uh but but be able to sort of experience the outside world as much of it as we can. I was gonna, this is like sort of not pertaining to that, but also at the same time, you just, I know you saying that just gave me like a whole like flashback of the new like drone that got announced, the new DJI drone that like uses a VR headset. What? Huh. Okay. First time so I'm hearing you put, this. You put the, you put goggles on and essentially you're like in first person mode flying a drone. Is this like the Microsoft Mesh thing? It's not the Microsoft Mesh, but it's like it's you know DJI, like you know one of those big, um, like you know they're they're I guess just more of like a like a like video, a videography yeah, type company, company, right? Yeah. So <laughs> saw that I was like, I need this in my life. Looked at the price, said not not anytime soon. How much? Um, I think like the like a starter kit is like twelve hundred. Oh. Yeah. Okay, so what's the pro version? I stopped looking. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Well, I mean, this this is like an iPhone, bro. No big deal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. I mean, let's <laughs> <laughs> buy that purchase right now. That's It'll fair. Be at least smart. Start selling. Me sell some. How about this? Okay. Me sell drone footage. Use that money I get from that to buy this new drone. There you go. It's an upgrade. Reward See? yourself. That's how, that's how that's how things gets done. But uh Rod, what about you, man? How's how's life? It's solid. It 
it, it's really yeah. solid, man. I feel like, you know, these days, of course, for the past year, it, I mean, we are approaching a one, not only one year of, or not one year, I guess, of the show, but like 100 episodes soon. But I mean, we're, we're approaching one year of like serious uh, shutdown, like, you know, the, at least in terms of the, the U.S. Um, and that's a lot to think about. Like, you know, you, you really think a year ago at this time, like I was like overseas, not really thinking <laughs> too much of, of it at the time. Like, I mean, we, you, you had to, because like uh, COVID had pretty much ravaged like a lot of, of uh, Europe at the time, you know, which is where I was. Um, and, and you saw like some of the of it, but you still felt at the time that it was more like a foreign disease. And by foreign disease, I mean, just something that hadn't reached the U S shores at that time. Um, but by the time I, I got back, it was almost like I'd entered a completely different, world um it was very surreal it's probably something i'll probably remember for the rest of my life like it was it was that crazy of like leaving the u.s and coming back like almost two weeks later and experiencing a, almost a completely different way of life um it, it, that that was that was the most strange part i think and also like i think about not doing certain things for for like an entire year too like i haven't like hugged my parents in an entire year which feels weird um to think about i mean not like trying to bring the mood down or anything but i mean just just saying like you know reflecting on a, a year past is is you know we're still here we're still breathing fortunately no one I, I, like i personally know in my life um has has passed away or been severely crippled mm -hmm. so I, I feel very fortunate in that um so you know there's some positive things to try to look forward to you know and especially because we're supposed to be getting vaccines like by the end of may according to to today uh you know the president was out there talking about that so i, I think that's great uh people should go and do that take the vaccines if you if you can i found out since i'm fat i could go ahead and be like hey yo let me get that vaccine and uh i could i could jump the line are you serious yeah like like yeah like um you know that's one of those like health outliers that they look for is like do you have like you know diabetes you have high blood pressure like all these type of things and one of them was like hey are you obese and um check that box. not not obese oh, you obese chris not not obese come on. Thick, come on more more to love <laughs> <laughs> solid i can check them i can, I can, I can check that box and uh get my vaccine <laughs> big bone did solid yeah, I, ain't, I ain't mad at you go for it yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, so let's go ahead and jump into it. Um, this is a video game podcast. Uh, I know we sort of spent the first bit of it talking about other things, but uh, we do talk about video games, talk about the culture and everything surrounding it. And what we like to do at the beginning of the episode is sort of talk about what we've been playing. So, uh, starting us off, James, what you been playing? So, um, I've been playing only a couple games this week, but a very specific genre. I didn't realize until like this afternoon. It's been all looter shooter for me. Um, looty shooties. Looty shooties, man. Let me yes. tell you. So the Outriders demo dropped, I guess, what, that same, about a week ago? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's been, yeah, about, about, been out for about a week now. And I really dove into it over the last couple of days, um, just grinding through each of the classes, upgrading to level seven, trying to just understand what the game is about. And... Um, it's rough. It's a rough game around the edges, but I think that this almost feels like the anti-looter shooter looter shooter. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean that is because like this feels like you get in game loot at the beginning of your story. Like I don't feel like anything's gated off to me. It feels like the game wants me to use its systems and its abilities, and so it it incentivizes that, which is refreshing. Because then I think about so, it. Hmm? So I've, I've like I've I've noticed that especially towards the end of the demo, I think they. I don't know. I feel like they they may be sort of like feeding us some like good gear early on. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if like when the game fully comes out, whether or not like they'll start like pulling that gear back. But you know, um, I think all three of us we all played at some point. I know me and Rod we've played together. Yeah, and it was maybe sore maybe so towards the end of our play session when we started getting those drops, mm-hmm. started getting guns that um, added either amplified our abilities or like sort of uh changed the functionality Mm -hmm. so uh stuff like that makes the game seem really interesting because like you're sort of looking at all right if i'm playing as a uh devastator um which i think this um this perk was broken but you get a uh like a shield or like a um Mm -hmm. you sort of pull like a like a like a psychic like you're catching like the bullets and then once the timer is done, you can throw them back at like everyone in front of you. Mm-hmm. So that's like an ability that you get. There's a like a gun mod where instead of you know standing there like catching the bullets, you can actually run and gun while doing it, but you take fifty percent more damage. Mm-hmm. Or like you, instead of like stopping all of it, you actually get damaged. But like putting that skill on for me mm-hmm. for some reason uh, it just didn't work. Like I, all the bullets hit me. So <laughs> that's unfortunate. Yeah. Once, once, yeah, once I figured that out, I immediately took off that mod. Huh? But it's but it's cool. It's cool. Yeah, I really I dig the loot system, and I feel like some of the perks that I've been getting are tailored to the quest I'm playing. Like I was playing Trickster earlier in the day, and then I got an assault rifle that has slow on the first shot, and mm-hmm. and so that was just like a cool way to synergize between like dropping a time bubble, teleporting away if anybody came at me couple shots to slow down like melee enemies you just trickster is really fun yeah you feel really powerful really fast yeah and i hope they stick with that i think it's it it gives me a reason to want to continue playing because then i think about going over to borderlands the game doesn't start until after i beat the campaign but that's like a 30 hour campaign if you're not like speed running through you know so it's refreshing to get this kind of thing it's a little rough. The audio bugs, the visual bugs, the story is, story is something. <laughs> but like, I think it, it has to be. It has to be self-aware, right? Like, yeah. There's certain. I think uh, Rod. Like at one point, I was like, "Yo, we should be streaming this because yeah. this is comical." Yes. Like this is funny. Yeah. Um, people being shot. Like I think it's, it's a, it has to be running <laughs> through the game. Yeah. It's gonna. It's gonna happen. Unceremoniously killed. Yeah. Mm. Um, RIP Lieutenant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, this this game is baffling to me in a lot of ways. Um, I think you guys may have been a little bit more positive on it than I think I I walked away. I didn't hate it. I did not walk away from this game like hating its gut. So I had a couple friends, a couple other friends, um, play this. Like, and I I kind of them into it too, just because I was I was curious. Like, I wanted to you know have. And other opinions too, like besides my own, I was like, am I crazy right now? Um, and one of them is a fairly like, you know, 
for fairly hardcore into like the you know into, into games and the other it isn't really like they're pretty much like very um a little bit more casual um play a lot of mostly like the top releases but doesn't dig into the industry which is cool but that actually gave me two different perspectives both of them fucking hated this game like with a passion um and i try to like really find out why like why that that was um and and they got to the end of the demo like i think for one so um i think it was a lot of the things like not even so much of the glitches but a lot of the um the story stuff um at the beginning wasn't gripping for them the great gameplay they said felt like really floaty um and not super satisfying, not very punchy. Uh, both criticism, well, one of those criticisms I, I absolutely agree with. I do. I don't think the gunplay is is super strong. I do agree with you guys that the abilities have some um, capability of being interesting when you mix and match certain things. Um, I do think the idea on its face is is an interesting one. It, there's intriguing things that you can you can do. In fact, I think the Technomancer and the the Trickster class are the two most interesting classes in the game um at least for for me but i saw chris you know he was playing the tank class and that had its own unique perks that that looked cool um i actually sort of feel like the story started kind of interesting to me like the backstory and the world building around it wasn't that bad and i was shocked because i expected literally nothing um but but i found it to be not awful um and 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 I know that sounds like a backhanded compliment, but I mean, again, my expectations were, were pretty low to start, but the fact that they were able to sort of even shift tones, like it begins as like this, almost to liken it to another game, like a Mass Effect sort of thing, where you're trying to, you know, explore a different planet. Now, granted, you're trying to like, I guess, colonize a new one after some tragedy has taken place on the, the old one. It's called but, humanity, but yeah. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> And and I, I I liked how they did pay attention and have like some quiet moments for some of that stuff. So I, I actually didn't completely hate that um, at all. Mm-hmm. But but I, I do find a, a lot of fault with with again some of the immediate like moment to moment sort of gameplay uh, that is present in in the title um i don't think that this was a great demo just in general and i mean that in the sense of like what they chose to show this would have been a perfect game to have us like at level 15 level 20 maybe with some leveled up abilities um i think that sort of vertical slice would have served this type of game much better than um kind of starting us from the ground up almost like an early access sort of thing Mm um i i just i don't know if that was like a great showing for because then people like my friends would sort of bounce off of it really quickly and say, oh, this sucks, this is boring. Um, and I wouldn't blame them because, yeah, you're not really given a lot of variety until I think you get to, like, level 7 and you start getting better, better drops, better abilities with those drops um, and, and kind of mixing them out. I don't know. Kind of mixed on, on this one. Oh, I mean, I feel like we definitely did start off, like, really positive. I, I, I echo everything that you say. It's um, I don't hate it. Yeah. It's definitely not something that like I hate. Yeah, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I can I can see the potential, and that's yes. the dangerous part. Yeah, that's the real dangerous part. It's like mm, this could have potential. What happened with Anthem? <laughs> but yeah, 
the difference is apparently that at least they're telling us what we're going to expect with the rest of this game. Like they're being upfront and direct about it. At least there's that. Yeah, you know they're doing that. They're also letting you like carry your progression over, mm-hmm. which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and I can see that's why some people are like still. I have I have someone on my on my friend list. Like they've been playing this demo like all week. Oh wow, wow. Like I guess they're like grinding out for like gear or something like that, which I've, I heard that you could do. Yep. Um, it's like twenty legendaries or something like that. I don't, yeah, I don't have the time for that. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Not anymore. Not not like in the early game. I mean, if you, if, I mean, all power to people who really like this game. Like, I think that's cool. And again, I think we do see the potential in it. Um, doing that on the demo though is interesting, just because like when you're able to level up, you're gonna toss those guns like hour one. <laughs> well, all right. So what's cool though that I like about their um, their modding system is yeah. that as soon as like the the game drops and they're able to level up more and unlock like the crafting bench, yeah, they could essentially break down those guns that they like. Mm-hmm. Use take those mods and put it into weapons that they do. Like. That's true. That's true. It's good looking out. It's a good but, system. Yeah. So yeah, that's everything I got to say about Outriders. I think that's all we can really say about it for now. <laughs> Game yeah. comes out what next month? Yeah, early next month, I yeah. believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is anybody going to pick it up? Is the next question. Mm. It's a seventy dollars game? Question mark. Oh, wait, is it? Is it? I'm asking. I don't know. Oh, let's, let's hope not. <laughs> hey man, price hike yeah. is coming. Uh, yeah, ain't, there, yeah, ain't no way. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I might, I might get this gameplay. I don't know. <laughs> Hey, Gamefly has came through like in a clutch these past. Oh, I believe it. So, I believe it. So, sixty dollars on Steam. You know, I need. I, just, I need to um, get like a sponsorship from them. That's yeah, we'll 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 see what. I feel like I would have to not be playing anything and maybe be semi begged to get it just because like I it's just not on my. It's, it was cool. It was fine, but like it's just not on the radar for me personally. We'll see what else is happening in April. Probably not shit, but. You know, whatever. I'd rather you get Borderlands, Roddy. I want to see your your impressions of Borderlands Three. I'm sure I would probably like playing Borderlands Three. I I probably would enjoy it. I think you'd like playing Borderlands Three too. Yeah. You totally should. I'm just worried about Claptrap. <laughs> I'm just worried about he's him. Not, he, he's not like in the forefront like in the past game. He he does. He's still Claptrap, unfortunately. Okay. If he's not in the forefront, I may be able to deal with it. I'm not even saying that to like, you know, I'm not even playing anything up. I swear to God. I, I just, I never mute games, guys. I never mute games. That just does not happen with me. And it happened here. And I just couldn't believe it. I was in shock. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm, ha- I'm happy to hear that you guys are playing Borderlands, though. Like, I mean, it, it's nice that they were able to come out with that game. How many years past? Like, seven or something ridiculous and, and have it and turn in something good like good for them oh no, more than oh, 10 like, like the original like borderlands yeah yeah it's like a decade old now oh god okay 10 year hmm. yeah another anniversary i remember being a freshman and like playing in in, in valdosta yeah that's wild good times <laughs> <laughs> yeah actually, but yeah i mean 2009 i'm not so yeah, Borderlands three. Like I'm still sort of old, James. I guess it's still your technically. Oh no, <laughs> I'm I'm playing. I'm sharing this one because that's all I've been playing. Okay, so I have at it. Yeah. Oh okay. So 
like I'm at that point now where you know the, the story's over. I have a ton of side missions to do, and I'm just leveling up. So uh, they do a thing where when you finish the game, you can replay it in like the uh, Vault Hunter mode, mm-hmm. which I didn't really care about because I heard that you know of course the the game is more difficult, but like it doesn't really affect the loot. So I'm cool. I thought it. Are you, are, or is that are you mayhem guys mode? Hmm. Mayhem mode affects affects the loot. Mm. Gotcha. So so that's like the second thing that they add is mayhem mode, mm. which is essentially like I think how most loot games work now. Yeah. Where they have like these things that sort of like up the world tier. Yeah, all right. It says it. They so, have it. Diablo has it. All that mm-hmm. kind of same stuff. And no, Roger, and, we're not playing together. We just haven't played together. Okay. Yet. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. And we still we still gotta like I guess just match up. What what level are you? It's a good question. I don't know. I think I I think I just hit like forty five. Okay, so my Amara is like is fifty like fifty one. I think Flack okay. is sitting at about sixteen right now. He's my newest one. I have like a a, a thirty Mose, and I don't remember what Zane is. So I've got. Different classes, we'll see. Different classes, yeah. yeah. But the game is fun. The game is fun right now. I feel like I haven't really committed to any like single player game yet. So hmm. until you know, until then, like this is like a good, uh, like just time filler yeah. for the most part. That's a good place to be. But, um, like when you've caught up on everything yeah. and you're just like, nah, what? I could, I could play anything. That's that's a good spot. Yeah. But James, what about you? What do you what are you like currently doing? As far as like, how does it feel jumping? Yeah, but like, how does it feel like just jumping back into the game? Because like, I know you you you've had this game since like the launch, right? Yeah, I have. Um, I pretty much waited for all of the DLC to come out. I haven't touched any of it, except for I guess with the exception of the um, the director's cut DLC because that includes the extra skill tree and stuff. And that was my main reason for picking up uh, Flack. I want to see what the purple trees look like. And so this focuses more upon his uh his pet damage and his pet's abilities, which apparently was really weak in the base game. Um but still since I'm still building him up to like just a normal standard level, I haven't gotten to really dive into that tree yet. But Flak's fun. It's always nice having a little backup. Um you always know where your enemies are. Because <laughs> if you aren't shooting them, they're gonna be shooting for you. It's great. Um and then I've also tried a different way of playing him because last time when I was experimenting, that was more of like a stealth sniper build. But now it's more like a running gun in your face, um, gamma, gamma charge. Basically, I irradiate my pet and I let it fight for me. So hmm. this is a fun little change of pace. I'm liking him though. Flax a fun character to listen to. Yeah, his voice lines are like sort of dark, but at the same time funny. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he has some type of connection to Zero. He's like mentioned that in the, in passing, so that should be fun to dive into later. Okay. So um, I guess like I, you're playing with your Flack now. Um, mm-hmm. Are there any like changes to the game that you can sort of see based on like you know from back you know a year ago to now? Because I know there's there's been some changes, and I think it's mostly end game stuff. Mm-hmm. So I know, like, you're not there. Are you? You're not I'm not there, there yet right? with Flack now. So okay. I can't really say if I noticed any differences. I know they've, of course, added more weapons and different kinds of loot. But um, still feels like Borderlands, but that's a good thing. 
Gameplay is really smooth. Gunplay is a lot of fun. They just really like nailed the locomotion in that game. I like it. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's that's what I'm really liking. I'm liking that some guns like they play really different to like other guns in that same class. Like I have, like I think I've been using this assault rifle for like a, a minute now. Like it's it's at this point honestly under leveled to like the things I'm fighting, but it's just fun to use. It's, it's basically like a like a laser gun, mm-hmm. not a laser gun, but like it's like a a laser stream. Like it just shoots like a constant beam. Mm. at uh where we're aiming at so uh there's that and i picked up another gun that um after like when i reload it i throw it and then like wherever it lands it blows up but then it blows up into like copies of itself that then like sort of like move out like in missiles and then like start homing in <laughs> on enemies and start shooting at the enemies and like once they hit like touch the enemy it blows up so like really extra- like extravagant stuff now yeah they just don't care with. anything could be a gun now Mm-hmm. That's the best part of the loot, man. The loot's the best part of that game. Yeah. Wait, we're waiting on you, Rod, to, to jump in. Join us, Rod. <laughs> oh. I've seen it on sale quite a bit, actually. Um, mm-hmm. And it's crossed my mind. And and I've been, like, a, a very, very casual Borderlands player. Like, when the original Borderlands came out, I played it uh, quite a bit of it not sure if i ever completed it i think i did but i played a bit and, and enjoyed it but i didn't really dive into two and ago in preparation for three and just didn't i just didn't finish three or two um for for reasons <laughs> so um but three it, it just sounded like it was more of and you guys seem to reaffirm this is that it's like it's it's more borderlands it's more of the same and that's not necessarily bad like that's completely fine because mm-hmm. borderlands itself is is a you know it's, it's a well-made game it's it's it does what it does very well so that's cool that's cool i will look into checking this out in the future for sure we got him all right nice. <laughs> so you been playing against rod oh oh yeah i was i mean i guess i could finish mine if we're gonna do that um so i haven't been oh i've been dabbling in something else so you know i've been you know trying to use like remote play a little bit more you mm-hmm, know mm-hmm. going out and about not being at home sometimes mm-hmm. i still want to play on my playstation i still want to play on my xbox i went ahead and i've seen people talk about it like on twitter but i picked up this this you know controller right here called backbone and i've started playing like mobile games i've started like really using my apple arcade subscription because a majority of this, actually, I think all the games, either majority or all the games on Apple Arcade are like compatible with uh, like game pads and stuff like that. So, right. yeah, like it's it's pretty cool. It's um it's it's pricey. Like I know they're like when you think of controllers, when you think of just like Bluetooth controllers, I think most people's price point is uh, like typically like around like thirty. Fifty dollars. That's where people would want to spend. Mm-hmm. This is a hundred dollars. Oh, <laughs> so all right. Off what? the bat, like it's pricey for a controller, but for what you get, it's actually pretty cool. Um, they like with the controller, you'll also get like this app that essentially turns your uh, phone. It's like it's like like a game center. It has like its own like launch launcher and everything. So like when you launch games, you could save it 
Like, That's kind of. And cool. I'm sorry, like I'm I'm showing it like on the video, so <laughs> all your listeners are like, it sounds like he's showing something. Like, what doing? <laughs> so what I'm showing right now, it's like a um, it's an, like a UI that comes like with the app, and when you launch a game and go into, you hit like this little like menu button to go back to the home. It'll save it. So anytime you really have the controller in, you could get to all the games that you're playing with through the app, through the controller. So to me. It's sort of like it's sort of justifying the purchase because it's like also giving me a different like user experience. Right. This looks cool, but um, I just like you know ergonomically, it feels it honestly feels like I'm using like a like a switch. Honestly, yeah, I could say that it and that's like like analog sticks feel and everything is it's very like joy joy con esque. Yeah, um, kind of looks like it no too. Drip, no dripping. Yeah, no drift, no drift no issues drift. yet. Oh, so they're yeah, they're ready. They're ready ahead doing that. So, uh, like I've so far, I've been messing around with this for maybe a couple of days now. So, n- either next week, I'll you know I'll put out like a video review on it or something mm. like that. But I I like what they're doing with it. Like they're turning like their accessory into like its own like oh I don't want to say marketplace, yeah. but like. You could add friends, you could share screenshots, you can make lobbies. So like if you know all of us want to like play Call of Duty Mobile, yeah. uh, we can make a lobby and sort of like play through mm-hmm. that or like you know, launch the experience together or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really cool. Like it's adding like I this is a new menu, but like they have like I didn't even notice this, they have like a trending games tab where it'll take you to like Genshin Impact. I don't think I have that installed. Oh, I do. So, like, it'll just continue playing, and well, let me. And it went. Oh no, I went to straight to the store. I gotta redownload it. <laughs> but yeah, it would have. It would have gone straight to the game, which I think it it adds like, I don't know. If something makes it easy to do something, right? That's that's what I look right. for. Like that's something that I love about like just user experiences. Um, mm-hmm. This is something that like me and my girlfriend like. We sort of sit down and talk about user experiences for like Netflix or uh, like just different like video apps because like we when it, like we spend time like watching movies together and watching shows mm-hmm. together. So mm-hmm. when we come across like a, like if we have to watch something on like a different app on our phone, if something's bothering us about the UI, like we'll like just like it's it's something that sticks out and it's not fun. So I think they've done a great job, sort of making their own you know ui um and trying to like just build something off of it and i actually had an issue getting this um when i ordered it it was about like a week and a half ago and we all know that there were storms uh and Mm -hmm. like it pretty much destroyed uh like fedex's like shipping line so Hmm. uh, i got it mine a little bit late but the customer support they were really cool helped me out and uh it's a cool company. Like I, I definitely right now everything is like a thumbs up for this accessory. Nice. I had no idea you meant an accessory yeah. when you said backbone. Yeah, me either. I was like, oh, what game is this? Never heard of it. Right. It's <laughs> a fucking surprise. Well, that's dope. Yeah. That's good stuff. It's 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 actually nice to know because um like I'm thinking about jumping into Apple Arcade a bit. Now I'm on an uh, I'm on an iPad, so I don't know. That probably won't work with what I have, right? Um, 
no there's apple oh well yeah that yeah. won't work with yeah me. so i <laughs> but something like that would be nice though like if i could find anything mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. now you're gonna be looking at my phone just wondering hmm. this might be something to try yeah, and you know, of course, like I tried out, um, you know, like the remote play for Series X yeah. and PlayStation. Um, right now, I don't know if there's if it's just me or like like you know certain people, but um, the remote play app isn't really working on my phone to like connect to the play- PlayStation Five. Really? So, mm-hmm. just giving me like a like it can't find like the PlayStation, weird. and then like you could. You can also do like that thing where it's um, you can type in a code to find mm-hmm. it. I still can't find it, but I've done it like from my laptop, from my PlayStation. So I don't know. I don't know if it's like a glitch or something. So I haven't been able to mess with my PlayStation. But the Xbox Series X, it's uh, it's solid. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the resolution could be a little bit better when I'm streaming, you know, from my console to uh, my phone. Mm-hmm. And my internet's, like, pretty decent, so I don't think it's, like, my speeds or mm-hmm. anything. So maybe I sort of have to mess around with, like, the settings, see if there's something I have to turn on. But uh, I don't know. It's uh, it's pretty solid. No, nothing, you know, nothing crazy to really complain about the remote play. Yeah. And, I mean, that's impressive, too, I mean, especially as we get deeper into the generation. I'm sure that stuff, especially with the Microsoft side of things, as they begin integrating, like, xCloud and whatnot, I think that's going to be a really good investment, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so that's pretty much all I have for this week. You know, it's been it's been a simple week. It's been pretty busy. Nice. Those weeks are good. Nothing wrong with simple. Yeah. But uh, what about you, Rod? I've been a little busier um, on on my side of things. I did roll credits on Galaxy, Super Mario Galaxy. Um, so that marks the end of that journey. Um, but it was fantastic. It was You've really been great. Through these games, huh? Yeah, yeah. It's taken yeah. me about a week for each one, like a solid week, and that's been me. And I haven't been playing them straight. I think at least one day out of those weeks, I did play like quite a bit uh it was usually like on a, a weekend or something like a f- friday saturday or sunday I'd, I'd just sit down for like maybe five hours or so and and play in like a, a session um so that was cool but then i'd play sporadically throughout and i mean that's just perfect for switch style gaming um when you do that and with and i mean i think each one, one of these took me to somewhere between 10 to 15 hours which is nice chris you said something earlier about how like you haven't like picked a game to play like a single player game that you've committed to commit to mario galaxy yeah. my friend commit to mario galaxy it's very good no I'm, I'm... Uh, uh, dude what dude i am telling you i'm telling you right now you will have a smile on your face the whole time i i have i'll put it like this chris and i'm no hyperbole no bullshit i i know you've heard me say this at least once a year on this show i say this is this game reminds me so like i was playing outriders right so so the the the, the dichotomy here is funny i was playing outriders and i was like okay this is like fine it's it's all right but it's like it's one of those games that it, it feels like something else like it feels like destiny it feels like you know kind of mass effect ish in a way like it, it's an amalgamation of of things and concepts that that feel familiar and so I was going through it, and I was just like, I wasn't unhappy, but I was just like, okay, this is this is okay. 
But I go, I went to Galaxy. I started playing Galaxy and was so psyched to start and or or just kind of finish my playthrough of that. And as I'm going through it, I'm just happy as fuck. Like I'm just so pleased with everything and. It, it reminds me, Galaxy is one of those games that re- does remind me that, oh yeah, I really do like video games. Like, it, it's it's easy to forget. Like, sometimes we go through these games, we play them, and, and sometimes, you know, we, we play good games, but sometimes, a lot of times, we play not so good games. And uh, Galaxy is one of those that just, it reminds me of the pure, unadulterated fun of video games. Like, to me, video games aren't about, like, fucking loot and systems and all that stuff like all that is great in certain games i i love games that contain loot um you know but but it's stripped of all of that stuff like all the extra you know publisher mandated bullshit like galaxy gives all that to you like that's why i say it is a perfect game and you already have this the 3d collection like you already own the game, Chris. Like, just pop it in. You and you've never completed a Mario game. I'll put it like this: I didn't go through. I, I finished. I finished Odyssey. That's the that's okay. The one, one. I which is a great one to finish. It is I a great one. To finish. I will also say that if you liked Odyssey, you will love Galaxy because it is the most. It is the most um, close to Odyssey that I think a Mario mainline has has been. Yeah, um, I agree with but, that statement. Yeah, like they're very much about like. Um, manipulating the environment or or really in galaxy's case specifically like odyssey kind of has you as a player actively participating in that manipulation galaxy is more of the developer saying hey we've got some kick-ass ideas we want to throw at you we're and you're just going to figure out kind of like how to solve this puzzle and it really works it 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 absolutely works um through 64 and sunshine i went through those games 64 again i had a great time with that um, but like, I kind of got my stars, got a few extras, but then like I was done and I felt done. Like I may go back to 64 at some point just to kind of like mess around in, but, uh, never go back to sunshine probably ever. But you know, I, 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 I did sunshine and I kind of got my shines and that was it. Right. Put both games down with galaxy. I deliberately went to every single world. I got as many of those stars as possible on every mission, like willingly. And I was like, I'm not rushing. I'm not rushing this. I'm not like doing anything extra i'm just playing the game as as reggie would say just play the game that's a throwback to all you young younger people out there i feel really old referencing that but but it is a thing he said once upon a time um but yeah i, I say all that to say that galaxy is damn near a, per- a perfect video game um in a lot of respects and i think it demands it deserves your attention chris just saying. I did not enter today thinking I was going to try to make a case for you to play Galaxy. I really didn't. But I'm so surprised um, you haven't played it. Like at all, Chris? You haven't played it at all? Okay, so I was getting you off the hook because I thought you had at least played it. <laughs> what? I honestly don't even think I've even like played it. Okay. I think that was one that like completely. I think I might have. Come on, man! You used to work. No, you heard it. GameStop. It was in the kiosk. I know you played it at least once. It starts with the Star Festival. You're running around the Mushroom Kingdom. You don't remember any of that? Okay. After this podcast, this down. I don't even want you to talk to us after. No post show discussion. None of that bullshit. Just shut it all down. (laughs) Go find your Switch and go get that shit. Put it in the Switch and play it. You will not. And if it's a digital copy, even better. Even better. Oh, you know, you said something important. <laughs> it's time to go charge the switch. 
Oh, you better, dude! I'm, I swear, this will be one of those situations. I will give up you fifty dollars. I'm. This is on record right now. I'll cash you up you fifty dollars if you don't. If if you don't like that game, and don't bullshit me, man. Like, don't bullshit me just to get fifty dollars. Like, be honest. Be honest with it. Like, if you come back next week and you're like, you know, I fucking hated this experience, Rod. Like, this this sucked. Then I'll, I will swear to God, I will cash up you 50 bucks. There's no way. There's no way. Well. Hmm. <laughs> well. <laughs> the bet um, is on. Challenge accepted. Yes. Challenge accepted. Let me um, find, find my switch, okay. find my dock, and uh, figure yeah. out. Yeah. I, 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 I'm, I'm that confident that you will love this game. Um, and I, I've kind of I've talked about it last week, like why it's so good. So I'm, I won't like relitigate all that stuff. Um, I will say that uh, it, it has some of the best music in the entire franchise. Like I was humming along. Again, I went to go even search out certain pieces in Galaxy. Um, some of the, the worlds in there too. I mean, every single world has something unique about it. It really is a game that makes you fall in love with video games all over again. I think only the most special games do that. And what more, what more fitting franchise than Mario to kind of like bring that to me. So if, if this was a game of the year podcast, if this game had just come out this year, this would be number one with a bullet, number one with a fucking bullet for me. Um, and it's probably like, wait, 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 what? what? <laughs> that what? reference. Oh no, I, that's not a fallout boy reference. <laughs> that, it, this, 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 it, that phrase existed far before fallout boy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, All right, Roddy, he's showing his age indeed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I got nothing on that one. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. This the only the only knock on Galaxy is that there's two. There's not there's not a lot, but it was a Wii game, so there is motion control stuff in it. Um, that is the only knock against it. I am a primarily handheld Switch user. And when you are like, they relegated a lot of the motion stuff to like being lit- legitimately the entire screen in your hand. So there's a couple segments where like you have to uh, tilt the screen to and from, like kind of to uh, maneuver in one instance, like a giant like ball looking thing, and it's like it looks like a golf ball kind of. And you Mario's like balancing on top of it, and you have to like sort of shift the screen around. But like because you're shifting. In handheld mode, you can't fucking see where you're going. So, like, I don't know if they didn't fucking play test this or QA this or something, but like, not a fun experience. Also, there are certain uh, things that you have to do where you tap the screen if you're playing in handheld. So, it's not like an ideal handheld experience. It is probably best play. I, I played through the thing 95% on handheld. So, like, I, su- I suffered through the motion shit, but um, I would say if you like playing on your screen, it's a it's better. It's a better experience overall on that. But I mean, I still had a shit ton of fun. It's still my favorite game I've played this year so far in handheld. So fuck it. Uh, that's the only knock. That's literally the only thing I can say that I didn't like in this game. Everything else is fucking perfect. It is a perfect video game. Uh, now I need to go seek out Galaxy 2 because I only played a little bit of that. And I heard it's even better than one. Yes, so. it is. That's why I'm so upset. It's not on the All Stars list. Yes, I would have subbed out Sunshine. Who the fuck made that decision? Put or Sunshine just, on instead of Galaxy 2. Because it's a 3D game. It makes sense. Just give us all of them. I would love to have all But it says All-Stars. That's not an All-Star. It's a no-star. That... <laughs> Take, get it out of here. I mean, you don't actually collect stars, so I guess that makes sense. Oh, you don't? Oh, interesting. See? 
I mean, huh. sun, sun sprites. So maybe. Oh, you're talking about in sunshine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 See, I've already started blocking out things in sunshine oh, uh, in, in my head. <laughs> but um, that was Galaxy. Uh, really awesome game. Moving to Mario, more Mario stuff. I was like kind of on a Mario kick for the past few weeks, and I picked up. 3D World, uh, the remake, or not remake, uh, remaster or port, actually. I don't even know if it's remastered, really. It's a straight-up port. It's probably a port. Yeah. Um, I think the only thing that's different is that they increased the game speed a tiny bit, uh, and they, I think, bumped it up to 1020p. So that's cool. Um, But other than that, it's the same game. But it's also great. Like, it's a top Mario game, top-shelf shit. Um, I would say, like, it's on the, the... the tier of like Galaxy Odyssey, uh, Super Mario World, 3D World. Like, I think those are like top Mario games to me. Mm. Um, so, yeah, 3D World, if you have not played it, which it was on Wii U, so you probably didn't, then definitely, <laughs> definitely check it out. Uh, Chris, did you play 3D World? Uh, yeah, didn't, didn't finish. You know what you should absolutely do? You and your partner should go through 3D World. It is a great experience. Oh, it's a good idea, Rowdy. Yeah. I yeah, yeah. That, I finished. that was one of the few I had finished. Yeah, yeah. So that, it, yeah, same here. Like that was one we played together, um, and it was great. Uh, it was a really fun experience. Highly recommend. Now, I did not bring this up just to talk about the 3D world aspect, though. I really brought it up because of the new Bowser's Fury uh, expansion that is on that that cart, and it is basically how does um. Let me ask you guys this. How does open world Mario sound to you? Sounds like New Donk City. Yeah. It kind of is. It's like it it almost kind of is like that. Um the only exception is that it's bigger and I would say maybe a little bit more so it's it's simultaneously bigger but more focused, condensed and focused. And what I mean by that is that like you legitimately have a map with markers. Um now it you don't have like collectibles that you that appear on the map. So it's not like an uh, an Ubisoft map screen where like a billion icons are on your map at all times but you do get like the points of interest. Um you also collect these these things called cat shines. So they're like like cat looking icons that you just collect and essentially the stars of this little world um the the idea is that bowser's been taken over by some like some goo and he is he turns like into a a giant monster basically in in japan and and mario has to defeat him by basically going super saiyan mario i don't know that's exactly what it looks like to me uh a cat super saiyan version of mario so if that sounds appealing to you in any sense then this game this is the game for you what kind of fan fiction game is this <laughs> it's it's wild chris is like man this is too much even for chris he's like i draw the line at, at cat mario i gotta like i've seen this trailer. yeah I gotta see like more of this. I've, I've yeah, it's wild. I mean, so when when Kaiju Bowser appears, what you're supposed to do is either collect the cat shines, which um, fill up lighthouses, and the light kind of makes him go in back into like the goo, which is like the sea essentially, and uh, or you kind of reveal more of the world. So. What happens is it starts on the the whole idea is that this open world quote like a collection of levels, like standard Mario levels. So if you do think of Odyssey in this way, just think of like Odyssey without loading, basically, where like in the worlds that you travel to, 
are all kind of interconnected in one continuous like loop. Again, no loading, no nothing, no, nothing like that. So uh, you get around also by like uh, Plessy, who is the little dinosaur thing in th the 3D World expansion. Um, yeah, and and he or she like kind of like appears. They they appear. Um, where when like pretty much at any point anytime you look at water plessy is right there like yo you trying to ride what's up like i got you and um it, it's it's really convenient so it makes it very easy to get to places if there is a an, a legitimate fast travel like where you're just like kind of zipping from place to place i, I haven't gotten it yet but plessy's fast uh, it hasn't been a, a problem yet. So you start with only pretty much one portion of the map revealed. And once you collect like five shines or so, then um, the Gigabell appears. Uh, Kaiju, Kaiju Bowser appears. He, uh, You collect the Gigabell, you turn into Giant or Kaiju Mario, fight Bowser, and then you you defeat him and then defeating him at that point reveals more of the map. So then at that point you gain another section of the world that you can go into. Um, and so far it's been really, really cool. Like I, a lot of, there are a lot of questions have kind of circulated around this. Like is Mar, is this the future of Mario? Like, are they going to make open world Mario games now? This, that's honestly kind of what this feels like. It feels like them fucking around with some ideas that they have and seeing what works. Um, and so far it's been a successful experiment. I've put maybe an hour and a half, maybe two hours into this so far, maybe barely two hours. So I'm not deep in it, into it. Um, but it's like three to four hours, apparently not very long, but you can get some like more hours out of that. Like depending on what you want to do, like any other open world game, uh, the assets, if you're curious are taken directly from 3d world. So if you're familiar with 3d world, it's a lot of the same power-ups, the cats, all that stuff is, is present here. Um, and a lot of the visual style is taken directly from 3d world. Um, it looks really, really good. Like when it start when, when Kaiju Bowser appears, it starts raining. Um, and the screen gets all like dark. The world itself gets really dark and, and just like storms everywhere. It looks really, really nice, especially when that starts to happen. Um, it does run 30 frames a second in handheld, but 60 frames on the TV, probably the biggest jump that I've seen, like between a docked and switch in a handheld version, uh, in quite some time. Uh, so it, it kind of sucks because again, I'm a mostly almost entirely handheld player for switch. Um, but my eyes adjusted after maybe like 15 minutes for the, with 30 frames. And so I kind of live with it, but when possible, it, it does look good enough to actually tempt me to put it on the screen. So that is saying something. Um, yeah, it's, it's fun. Are you guys like, so is this, is this something that like is interest you guys at all? Like intrigues you or is this sort of like just another Mario thing? I'm just, I'm kind of curious what your thoughts are so far. I've actually, uh, yeah, I was going to say it's, it's, it's another Mario thing. Hmm. Okay. This is something I actually did want to pick up on the Switch because um, I really mm -hmm. did enjoy 3D All-Star. Not 3D All-Star, it's 3D World yeah. on the Wii. That was one of the few games I did like on there. Mm -hmm. So I did want a reason to revisit that. And Bowser's Fury does sound interesting. Yeah. I, I would have never thought to go open world for a Mario game. I'd like the the level structure. It just kind of feels right to me. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, that, that's a really good that's a really good point, James. Because like I was kind of like, eh, two Mario open world, really, but, right. but 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 really, like it works. It really does work, um, and it makes me like really positive that their Nintendo is really trying something different with the franchises. It's almost like they're going to Breath of the Wild uh, eyes Everything. Mario. 
Yeah, everything. I mean, you're right. No, you're absolutely right. I think they'll do that for everything. But uh, for Mario specifically, I think this is the way to go um, so far. Like, I've been really happy with this. And then, um, then when you think about it, I guess it makes a lot of sense, too. He's a platformer. Like, what what else would you do in an open world? Traversal is yeah. Mario's thing. So. It, exactly. It seems like it absolutely fits. Whereas before, like, when I just heard about it, I was like, oh, there's no way. Like, it, how is this not going to sound just like they're chasing a trend? But it doesn't. Like, it feels like they really made that concept their own. You can even store up to five uh, power-ups. So you run around the world, um, and it seems like when you leave certain levels, mm -hmm. like, the, everything kind of respawns. Like, so you could... You could go and kill a bunch of enemies, but they'll all come back, but as well as the power-ups. So you could go stock up on, like, five fire powers and, like, be all right for a while, um, which is nice. So it, you're, you never feel, like, screwed out of anything. And the game hasn't felt, like, really overly difficult, but just challenging enough. It's, it's like that classic Mario difficulty of, like, really testing your platforming skills. Some of the more challenging cat shines and cat stickers, like, are are very fun to get because they're... They're, they feel a lot like, you know, the 3D world levels where it was a lot about very creative level design uh, and very satisfying execution on the, the player's part. So very cool. James, I think if you're interested, I, I wouldn't hesitate at all about about dropping 60 on this, which is not something it's not how I felt when I bought it. Like when I bought it, I was like, I have potentially made a huge mistake. But but after kind of spending some time with it, I was like, no, I'm I'm really happy I played this for sure. Oh, good to know. Good job, Mario. Yeah, good job. Evolving and whatnot. <laughs> You've been playing right. anything else? I have. I've played one more thing, actually, which was uh, Persona 5 Strikers. And uh, have you guys picked this up yet? I haven't. I'm actually really curious. I was supposed to. Okay. Like, I put it on my list for, I put it on my list for Gamefly, and of course it sent me a thing that was on the bottom mm. of my list. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sad Sorry. days. I want to, though. Um, yes, uh, Persona 5 Strikers, this is the sequel to Persona 5, uh, the, the Atlas RPG from 2017 already. Uh, and don't do that to me. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and, uh, it, it, uh, it is the direct sequel and, and by direct, I mean, it takes place about six months after and they pick up and start referencing things that happen immediately. Like it, almost as soon as you start playing the game. Um, For real? It, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's a nice introduction, though. Like, they do kind of ease you mostly back into things. Like, they say, oh, yeah, remember the metaverse? Remember when we did XYZ? Like, like they do that whole thing uh, for the first, like, 10 minutes or so to kind of re, you know, catch you up on on everything that's occurred. But um, but otherwise, it kind of dies straight in. Um, if this game has felt like a warm hug in a lot of ways. Like, it feels not safe, but, like, it feels familiar you know i've used that word a lot tonight but like it feels it, it feels like you you miss the characters you miss the store the the music like the even the aesthetic of everything like it's all here like it's all in the game like that's they haven't really changed much of that the really only thing new thing you're getting is the story and you're getting like the combat system like it's a completely it's not a turn-based rpg anymore it is a straight up muso game um I, a lot of people say it's not very muso ish I need to play more of it. I've, I'm only a few hours in right now, and everything I've done is very tutorial heavy. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, they haven't really let me loose completely. So right now it feels very Muso, which is um, your mileage may vary on that. It depends on how you feel about Muso games. Uh, I'm not a huge 
I'm not a huge Musou fan to begin with, so this game was already kind of a hard sell, but I I decided to get it because I liked Persona 5 enough. Um, <clears throat> despite some of those issues I had with that original game, I really liked it. I liked a lot about it. Um, so it was worth diving back into this. And, and so far, so far, so good. Um, I'm sure next week, once I play like a lot more, I'll, I'll get more in-depth on some of it. But just to kind of give you an what that combat looks like it is uh and why people say it's not very muso-ish is because they incorporate a lot of of the persona elements into the gameplay so when you are running around mashing square square triangle or whatever combo um you know you're able to actually use personas on the field and being joker his ability is that he can wield multiple personas at one time and so he can switch between them um, as well as use their attacks so in it they're literally the same attacks from the uh, persona 5 game so like you have your dia which is heal and like i think agnes or Aggie or something like that which mm -hmm. is fire like, all of that stuff is here the electric attacks all of it um and it does and, and it does certain damage to enemies whereas like it may um maybe harm you, maybe take away from some of your life or maybe your SP bar. Um, so you have to kind of manage some of that, like the, the special attacks that you choose to use from your persona. So you are kind of mixing and matching. You are able to use the other members of your squad uh, at will. So you're not just playing Joker the whole time. You're able to use On or Yusuke or um, you know Ryuji or whoever is on your team. And yeah, it, it's that. So there are a lot of different elements that make it different. Um, but I, it, the verdict for me is still out on if like, it, this is going to keep up for 35 or 45 hours. Like that's, that's how long this game is. Um, so we'll, we'll see if I can get through 120 hours nearly of persona five. I think I can, I think I can get through this. I was this. about to say, I think you're good. Yeah, that yeah. sounds like a but nice I, break. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, I definitely. First thing I did was check the hour time on this because I was like, I can't sit through 120 hours again of this. I wanted that thing to end at like 80 or 90 hours, mm -hmm. and it just kept going. Um, but yeah, I, it's if if you really enjoy the world, that this is what I'll just end with because again, I'll I'll talk about this next week. But if you enjoy that world that those characters uh, you should check it out because it's it's more of them it, you i was already they, some of the writing is pretty funny as well like they did a really good job at the localization it reminded me of the uh, yakuza series in a lot of ways in terms of how they they localized the title um and it, it, it just seemed like they really did a good job as well as the english voice acting um i i did english for persona, persona 5 so i did english here again and the voice acting seems like they they didn't miss a beat so that's also really cool that's pretty dope. Like I said, I was I, I at some point whenever I get it from uh, GameFly, like I'll I'll be there playing. I guess I guess this will be after I play Galaxy. And, and <laughs> yeah, that. yeah, I think that's fair. And that's it. That's all I've been playing. All right, so cool, good stuff. So let's go ahead and jump into the news this week. Uh, this week we have a couple of updates from from PlayStation and uh, Pokemon. Uh, had their you know big event this week, uh, but before we jump into that, uh, we we got it. We saw an article come out where uh, it was saying that Japan Studio is being reorganized. Yeah. Um. So in Japan Studio, um, if you like, what are what are a couple of things that they're known for? Oh man, um, Gravity Rush for one. That's that's a big one. Mm -hmm. Um, Ape Escape is another big one. Mm. They published so much. Um, they did a lot of Souls. They published a lot of Souls games. 
Um, Bloodborne, I believe specifically, they had their hand in. Um, Wild Arms, if you're, if you're familiar with that franchise. Really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Last Guardian? Yep. Mm-hmm. La- La- Last Guardian. A lot of the... Um, wow, what's his name? Uh, the director for those games. Uh, you may... Ah, man, I forgot his name. Something is on the tip of my tongue. But yeah, all three of his like highly acclaimed titles, like they had their hands in that. So, um, yeah, it's... They did oh the Silent Silent Hill or or the Siren series they they had their hand in Loco Roco was big so I remember like, that I remember what kind yeah. of game that was though Patapon uh, kind of like a platformer ish type of thing oh they did pa- okay they got Patapon okay I like this guy mm-hmm. yeah Parappa like it, they they had their they they had their their claws and everything which which is great I mean they they're really a stalwart I would say of um of the Japanese industry. You know, they, they, they have a lot of good work and especially here in the West, like where they, they did a lot of publishing, um, you know, work here. So a lot of us know a lot of the games that we just talked about, they're known over here for, for a lot of these things. So it's a big loss. Um, the, there's a couple of significant things about this. So number one is that I think team Asobi, I think their name is, uh, the, the team behind Astro's playroom. So they're sticking around. Right now, that's they're pretty much the only division from Japan Studio who is like safe at the moment, which is cool. But what this also tells me is that the market's shifting. So we've heard about this for a while, like, and we've talked about this on this show particularly. Like, we've talked about how the market is is you know changing in Japan. Uh, you know, they're all about handhelds. They're all about mobile. Like, we're seeing the fruits of that right now um which is fascinating on a lot of levels to me you know and, and this move particularly you can't really avoid it anymore like i don't think it's speculation a lot of people, a lot of that we could say was speculation back then but we can't say that now like this is a big big deal this is a, a sony first party developer a studio that is is now closed like that's no that's no small thing um i just wonder what that means like in the long in the long haul, like their their studio, just Sony in general, is shifting more towards the West, which means more Western developed games, uh, which means more Western sensibilities mm-hmm. and less less Eastern style um, games. I think that's sad on a lot of levels. You know, I, would agree. Um, I mean, what do you guys think right now about all of that? I think that mm, I would I would see them lose their Eastern sensibilities. Because I think that's just part of what helps make those games stand out over here. At least for me. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not going to see a Gravity Rush. Or it just doesn't seem like a, like a game you would you would see pop out of, like, the West. And so to have that shift happen so that, like, a lot of Japanese developers aren't even working with PlayStation anymore. They're just going off mm-hmm. and doing their own thing. It's just, it's weird. It, it's yeah. like a change in the guard or something, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just curious what that means going forward, like for the legacy of PlayStation. Like, what what is going to be next? As long as we don't get loot boxes and microtransactions in fine. like whatever they shift to, like if they're shifting towards, um, you know, more Western things. Like, what does that mean? Are we are we talking about seeing more games like Last of Us? Are we talking about, um, I guess, seeing 
just I don't know, like seeing just different type of games. Like as as long as you know, uh, they could focus on like putting out like really good games. Like it's 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 just restructuring. Like that. Hopefully these people did they say that these like these other. Um, I know some of them are going to. I think you said Team Asabi. Yeah. That's like the only Japan studio that's like still Japan yeah. studio. Um, all of these other people, like, are they have they been shifted to other like projects, studios? What original articles uh, laid off? Yeah, straight up uh, laid off. Um, in some cases, people who ha- were not laid off, if they've left beforehand, have gone on to make their own studios. Like the Gravity Rush director did that. Um, so no, they're no longer with, with Japan studio, which also means that, you know, lower budget, less funding, probably less likelihood that they even get localized like elsewhere, like outside of the, the world, you don't have the, the budget for that. Um, so kind of like what James was saying, you know, with that, that, that focus, that shift, uh, to, to the, the Western audience, I, I do think Chris, to your question, like we do see more games like last of us i think we st- so we've seen in the last maybe five six seven years that sony is really trading in this like quote-unquote prestige third person like adventure action sort of title um and a lot of these games i've liked last of us uh, horizon you know god of war like a lot of these games aren't bad but like they are they're not like they're not gravity rush like they're not you know they're not look like apis experimental in those ways I, I do think that we see more of them like i do think that that is more the returnal is another good example the house mark game uh, which we'll probably talk about shortly here um a lot of these sort of third person um titles like these prestige experiences like they i think they're going to continue trading in and we, the less bloodborns that we see i feel like we're worse off as like a, a, like a gaming consumer and i know that's not like you know a, a mass thing but i mean bloodborne the soul series in general is like pretty popular it's getting very popular like they've basically created their own genre at this yeah. point um so i think it's just it just sucks all around i i would have to we will just have to play the waiting game to see like you know i don't want to doom and gloom too much because we just we don't know enough right now but you know it is an interesting shift and it's happening it's it's confirmed now. Well, that sucks. I mean, you, you hate to see it, and like you said, it's like we sort of like have to sort of sit back and see what comes yeah. out of this. Um, but sticking with some PlayStation news, uh, Sony had their state of play uh, last week, and I guess all in all, uh, I mean, we have to say this every time. Like, there's a state of play every time there's a Nintendo Direct. Y'all, please, your expectations, they're way, way too high. high. Way back, too guys. high. It's not, it's, Calm down. It's February. What was it? February? We're whole, we're, You're not getting Christmas well, this yeah, early. when it came out. Yeah. not getting Christmas this early. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Not happening. Mm-hmm. So, uh, just, I mean, off of that, um, just looking at like this list of like all the announcements, mm-hmm. you know, we had a couple of things that you know we've seen before. So like Crash Bandicoot Four, we've seen already. Uh, Knockout City, we saw through the Nintendo Direct. Was yeah. It Nintendo Direct. No. Yeah. Um, so a couple of, of those things, and then of course them showing off stuff like Deathloop. You know, game looks better and better. Yeah. Yes, it does. Like, the more you know, yes, we it see does. It. Um, I think. It's fair to say that the biggest thing to come out of this was uh, the 
Final Fantasy VII remake on a PS5. Yeah, I would agree. I think it's fair to say. And like, how do you guys feel about that? I know for me, I've been itching to like sort of replay this, and I was like, you know what? I'm pretty sure they're gonna do a next gen update to that. Like, I guess they're doing a whole new skew. Um, so uh, it's interesting. People that are receiving uh, Final Fantasy VII remake through PlayStation Plus this month, they're not eligible for the upgrade. I mean. It's pretty crappy. I understand, kinda. Controls because... just did it last month, didn't they? Like where they got, like the upgraded versions, but all oh, the yeah, DLC. Oh yeah, they did, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No. I mean, I, I get it. Like business wise, I get it. It sucks. It's a shitty move. It's it's like I mean, it's like what Five Hundred Five did with with Control when they were like. You know, yeah, people who bought the DLC, like me, like I bought that game, I bought the DLC on PS4, but did not get the free upgrade until they put it on the plus thing. So that felt like a <laughs> a goodwill move to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I agree with you guys. I think it sucks, but it is what it is. Like, you know. Honestly, know. the most interesting thing yeah, that came but- out of that for me was the fact that there's another Final Fantasy VII remake. That mobile game that they're doing, or what? What are they calling it? Um, Ever Crisis or whatever. Oh, oh, right, right. That's that's a cool idea. So, like, if it's somebody like me who does not know like the backstory between the rest of FF Seven, somehow there's there's going to be a Advent Children game and a redoing Dirge of Cerberus. That and it's in the style everybody wanted. It's a classic top down turn based RPG. I think that was a cool drop from them, even though it's not really PlayStation. Mm-hmm. But good job, Final Fantasy. Yeah, and then they're releasing like this uh, this extra episode. It's like some uh, it's a new a new bonus where you play as uh, Yuffie, and do they give the name of the person that she's yeah. with. I, I mean, I, I think they did. Really care that you're just playing with, yeah, uh, you're playing with you uh, as Yuffie, and I'm not sure if this is like. <laughs> her perspective of like what happened in the game but this uh, sort of that's what it looks like yeah like Like a stopgap and before the next one mm -hmm. but i think it's i don't know like i it's it's interesting um i'm glad they didn't i'm glad they didn't sort of tease like you know the next part of this i sort of want them to sort of like work on whatever they're working on and like next time they show off like you know what's coming up next like i hope that's like all right, you'll see it like later this yeah. year, or you'll see it yeah. soon. I don't want to wait another decade yep. for the for, for the next part. Yes, yeah. I thought there were two games here that looked really good. Um, <clears throat> probably my favorite two things I saw, which was uh, Sifu, the kung fu game mm-hmm. that's coming pretty soon, sometime I think in this year. Uh, and they're made. It's my, made by the Absolver guys. If you guys remember that game, Absolver, that fighting indie game. That makes a lot that, more sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that looked really, really cool. Um, so I was I was digging Sifu. Um, also, the uh, Solar Ash game looked really nice. Uh, they showed that off, I think, la- last year at the showcase, I believe, or something. Um, and it, this is also made by the Hyper Light Drifter people. Um, and it just looked really neat. Oh, yeah, that game, that game did look pretty cool. Yeah, um, so those are the two that I like remembered the most. And I was like, oh, yeah, I, I definitely want to play those for sure. 
Yeah. So, like I said, I mean, solid, uh, solid show out. Uh, we also got some PlayStation VR uh, spotlight announcements. So this is like really mm-hmm. recent. Um, so from the creators of Arizona, Arizona Sunshine, which Rod, we need to finish. Yeah, um, they're they they're, uh, they're bringing out a game called After the Fall, and is it fair to say this is Left 4 Dead? Yes, absolutely, one hundred percent. Okay, okay. Well, I mean, it lo- looks pretty cool. Um, I mean, they they announced some some other things like you know Doom Doom Three VR, uh, a game called um, Song in the Smoke, but I don't know. To me, I feel like After the Fall stood out the most. I would say that probably that um, that Zenith game looks like Mm. Mm -hmm. getting closer to Sword Art Online every day. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God! Dot hack is that better? Uh, I'm not sure really. (laughs) (laughs) See what I wonder is I wonder. I mean, I'm and I'm pretty sure that uh, Zenith and After the Fall. um, I'm pretty sure that those will be on Mm -hmm. other uh, Mm -hmm. VR headsets. Mm At least I hope. Um, yeah, I mean, I figure after the fall. I feel like that. That, that developer, yeah. I think, has a lot of clout yeah. on Oculus Quest. In fact, their Oculus Quest is like, or two, I should say, is uh, the most used headset on Steam in Europe or something. There's like some statistic mm-hmm. came out like that today. It's crazy. Yeah, and then you know, there's, there's the talks of like a Quest Two Pro Wait, coming out. Really? So what? Yeah, oh, I didn't know about that. Yeah. Yeah, look, looking at my quest, I'm like, oh damn, I'm gonna have to upgrade again <laughs> by the end of the year already. Again, doesn't stop. Doesn't stop. But uh, to round out the announcements, uh, we had a Pokemon 25th anniversary, uh, you know, stream, and it finally happened. Yes. Y'all finally got your fucking finally. game. <laughs> finally got brilliant diamond and shining pearl which i wasn't expecting the style that they yeah, the links awakening style I was a little was bit a little surprised bit... nah for me <laughs> yeah i mean they did confirm and say that you know they pretty much like i guess split the team and it was like another team yes yeah, not even game freak it's a whole different problems. group yeah so um I think that I mean. Well, let's talk about this. Let's talk about. Well, James, what do you? How do you feel? Because I know you're really okay. excited about this. So, I think that it works for what they were trying to do. Um, especially coming off of Sword and Shield, a lot of people weren't happy with how that game looked. So I think that trying to remake Diamond and Pearl in that same style wouldn't have been a good idea. And so I, I think the passing it on to another team, letting them rebuild it, that same kind of. Uh, Game Boy's advanced style. It was a DS. That was a DS. Why wow, that DS style and more like three D with three D models? I think it works. When you get into the battles, you get the full spra, the full models, and overall you get the chibi style. And if we get that same kind of platinum story, I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be fun. I wasn't expecting too much yeah. else. So. I mean, I mean, it's a remake. It's a remake, um, and it's it's a remake that. It's about time. Uh, everyone's been asking about it. Uh, it's pretty cool. But I feel like the biggest thing to come out of this was the next Pokemon game, Pokemon Legends Ar- Arceus. Mm-hmm. And that's announced for early 2022. Uh, this is, I think, where we were all 
expecting Pokemon to sort of like evolve into ha. after Sword and Shield so there. was uh, <laughs> was <laughs> their uh, just the evolution of the the open world the um the wild area and that's pretty much what we see in this trailer is a um, trainer that's essentially like sort of like Breath of the Wild esque like in an open field uh cr- you know running. Uh, I think you see him like dodge rolling. You see him sneaking. Um, there's a lot going on in this game, and then of course, like the seamlessly going into battles, where like it's sort of like still in like that three D mm-hmm. form. It's 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 really like it's up it's uplifting or like it's it's changing the face of like sort of like how you see Pokemon games. Like you can actually like they also show in the trailer where you're. You know, the, the trainers like crouch down and they you're throwing a pokeball trying to, to catch them like, on physically or like actually catch them. Yeah, it's not just a, a button that you have to hit. I'm worried that like now you can actually miss. You remember Pokemon, like the original Pokemon Red, where like if you use like a pokeball on like a Mewtwo, it's like you just swats it away. Like, yo, you just straight up just, <laughs> yeah, like yo, you just you straight up just miss the Pokemon. <laughs> oh, disrespect. I have a feeling we're gonna get a lot of moments like that, but. They've, they've had I'm to excited. capitalize I'm on excited, that, um, but... Pokemon Go success. Yeah. Like throwing balls and stuff. So we're going to do it. So what, what do you guys think? I think that after seeing this trailer, I'm ready for the Switch Pro. Because this trailer is <laughs> sort of tight. <laughs> yeah, it looks rough right now. I, but they have a year. They have a whole year to fix it. I'm so. cautiously optimistic. At this point, I don't expect much out of Game Freak. So... This was a big step for them to me. I just, mm-hmm. I'm hopefully they can stick the landing because, like you said, it reminds me of Breath of the Wild. But if that's the case, why is it running so chunky? <laughs> they, they even have like this, like a camera cut from like in this trailer where it's like the the trainer like on a hill and the camera like flies by their shoulder. Like this is it's this the, the same, same like camera cut. Mm-hmm. It's the same trailer, same timing and everything. Yeah, yeah it's wild. <laughs> oh. Wild area, so yeah. Rod, what, what, do you, what do you? How do you feel? I feel like um, you're, you're the most like casual. Yes. Yeah, I definitely, definitely uh, a casual Pokemon person. I've never played Diamond or uh, or not Silver Pearl. Pearl. Um, so I would be interested. This is the one I think a lot of people talk about, like like uh, positively. Uh, so I would be interested to like go back. And I'm surprised you guys mentioned like you likened it to to um, what did you say, Chris? That it was like like the the visual style. Oh, um, Link's Awakening. Link's Awakening. Okay, so I didn't get Link's Awakening from this at all. I, it actually looked like the Let's Go game. Um, to be honest, to me, like it it looked like that. Which I like. Like I actually really like that game a lot. Um, I'll probably end up picking that up and do what I normally do, which is just like go through the story and do whatever post game is there, and it'd be like, okay, that was good, and then maybe <laughs> probably never play it again. But like, but I'll probably have a good time though. Like I'll have a good time for those twenty hours or however long, and and I'll be okay with that. Now the other game, the the Legends, was exactly pretty much what you said. I actually thought that was what Sword and Shield was going to be. I thought it was going to be more of an open world type thing. Like the wild environment in Sword and Shield was what I thought the whole game was going to be. Um, So I am more interested in that just by 
just by proxy, but I mean, I agree with everything you guys said, um, which is it looks rough right now, but I'm not too worried. I think the only thing that would worry me at this point is that if they did show it like this, I, I have a feeling that maybe the, the hardware is just showing its age. And, and I think that because I was playing Bowser's Fury, you know, this past week, and like I said in my What's Been Playing segment, like you kind of feel in handheld mode, like the limitations of the system. It's the first Switch game where I was like actively, ooh, we might need that Switch Pro like in another year, maybe less actually. So yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm behind what you guys say though. Um, you guys say it looks good, then damn it, it looks good. <laughs> I'll take it. That works. Yep. So, um, while we're on the topic of, you know, I was saying that, you know, it, Pokemon has the, they're going through their 25th anniversary celebration mm -hmm. right now. Uh, there's a couple of other games. I sort of wish I pulled up the list. I thought about it earlier. But there's a lot of, there's a lot of game anniversaries, specifically this year that's going on. Uh, so let's sort of sit back and talk about that. Let's talk about our thoughts on just, you know, just gaming anniversaries. Um, and I guess, you know, I guess our personal favorites out of that, like, hmm. I, you already know how I feel about Metroid. I think Met Metroid is like I think this is one of those years where we're like it's a, a I'm not sure what the number is. Um, Jay, I'm working on that it. Up? Okay, but uh, gaming anniversaries. I think it's cool. I think some yeah, Metroid is thirty five. Uh, companies do was thirty five. Yeah. Okay, because so I wanted to say thirty, and I was like, that doesn't seem right. But yeah, all right, 35. Um, some companies do it well. Some companies like really uh, go out and show out for these anniversaries, and and some some don't. It's weird because like Nintendo has a pretty solid track record of doing anniversaries. Like we got a whole year of Luigi, <laughs> for God's sake. <laughs> Which, as a huge fan of Luigi myself, I was very. <laughs> Very excited about that, but yeah. uh, probably probably the only person. In, oh, okay, well, good, awesome. It's, there's two of us. Two of us in the world really wanted that. And Luigi's dope, man. Luigi is my favorite. To just be brutally honest with you, um, and I thought that was okay. Shit, I think he got a better year than uh, than the Mario franchise in general did, like last year with this fucking slapdash ass, uh, it, you know, collection that they put out, like with just the ports and like zero enhancements and. You know, like it, with the that smart, even yeah, yeah, and then like the limitation on like, oh, we're only doing this until March, alongside the Mario Thirty Five game, which was neat for ten minutes, and then it's like it just feels like they didn't really put much thought into it. They were like, hey, people like Tetris Ninety Nine, right? Let's just do that, but with Mario. Um, <laughs> I mean, it literally feels like that. Uh, it, there's a cool idea there, but it's like they just didn't develop it all the way. So yeah, recently that wasn't very good but i'm having i'm kind of having some issues with like trying to figure out who has had a good anniversary because especially if it's a japanese franchise what they usually do is like some <laughs> some innocuous like live stream on like friday or saturday or something where they're like all right cool and then ever get hype everyone up for like some announcement but it's it's not it's like some mobile port or something it's inevitably always a mobile port <laughs> it's a battle time. royale <laughs> it's a battle royale a phoenix right battle royale those motherfuckers <laughs> oh, don't um, actually no <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, yeah, like Danganronpa did the same thing where they had this whole like two hour stream. Not two hours. It was like an hour or something. But if a lot of people thought like something would happen, even though if you play Danganronpa 3, you know you're probably not getting a fourth one. But mm. but yeah, like something though, something. And I don't know. Can you guys recall anything like meaningful in the last few years? I mean, besides the, mm. the collection, mm. like the Mario collection, I can't really think of anything. Yeah. Like, going like, through the list of who's coming this year, we got Mario, it's 35, Zelda's 35, but that was like a couple weeks ago, they just didn't say anything about Zelda, Donkey Kong's turning 40, Pokemon's turning 25, like, it, it, it just feels like we're getting, like, no recognition of of those milestones and again that's their prerogative i get that yeah it's probably a weird year to like right, this like, year to do it true. with COVID and all yeah so they can't do like everything they want to do everything ha everything has to be digital like there's no in-person events or anything like that um so I, I i can sympathize with that piece of it i hope that with zelda and for your sake chris metroid that they they do right by these these characters in these series and and actually release things worth a damn like i don't know if skyward sword for 60 bucks is the move i think that game is cool i'm happy for people who are excited but like a lot of people are not happy about it but at the same time look we all said the same thing about mario collection i bought it chris bought it like nintendo gets away with it like but, people buy it but that was a collection like you were yeah. saying this is just one game it's true that's that's true so i hope that they give us and the rumor is that they do twilight princess and um what's the other one not is it wind waker yeah. it, they're okay i think those two are rumored to be together i'd be interested in the wind waker part of that for sure um so i would look into it but yeah i i want i, I would like some recognition would be nice for some of these things and that's me coming from like not a huge zelda fan like i really love breath of the wild and majora's mask um and, and after that like everything else is, is cool um so like I, if they do release a collection like that, maybe I would I would check it out, pick it up. Um, it would get me maybe even more into the franchise. Hmm. What about you, Chris? What would you look for? I um. So are we talking about like just franchise like anniversaries? Um, I don't know. I feel like it's something that like it's cool to see these companies like put something out. Um, but, I mean, half the time it ends up just being like. I could post on social media. It may trend on Twitter for a day or two. Um, but yeah, I really feel like they're, and you're right, you know, COVID is a weird time. You really can't do anything because of COVID. So it's, it's a weird, it's a weird like headspace being like, you know, talking about anniversaries and like, you know, what, what can you do mm -hmm. right now with like how everything is, uh, is going? Um, I mean, you could re-release some of these things that's what you know we're seeing uh you know this year was what is like for diamond and pearl i think was um 15th anniversary so you know we're getting that remake later this year i don't know i uh i, I really don't look forward to these anniversaries because like we said before it's a lot of like expecting too much and then like n nothing being delivered yeah that then that's fair because if they're already working on yeah. other projects to to accept them to want to like do back mm -hmm. into the vault and find something else, even though Devil May Cry is turning twenty this year, so Capcom, 
I guess another HD collection? No. <laughs> like, what would you do? <laughs> maybe, maybe another game. Maybe announce mm, another game. That'd be fun too. But yeah, I mean, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm looking at this list. There's a couple of cool things, like Stardew Valley. You know, fifth anniversary. So that's you know relatively fresh. Our Dark Souls, ten year oh, wow. anniversary, and that's you know, Dark, and Dark Souls. I was like, that's what started like this whole like genre of games. Yeah, yeah. Halo's twenty this year. Oh my god! Now that probably is the thing that makes me feel old as fuck because like I just I remember playing that. I remember that franchise when it was like when it was out when it had the game of the year sticker that gold sticker on the front of the box. Mm-hmm. Like I, I remember that. That was like the first print copy of that game, I believe. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but it was very early. And I remember getting an Xbox One, like or an original Xbox, like with that game <laughs> particularly. And there was like nothing. Damn you, Microsoft! And and, and like <laughs> you know there was nothing else with it. So like. Hearing that that's turning twenty is insane. I'm going through that franchise this year. I'm I'm doing that. There we go. Yeah, Final Fantasy X, Jack and Daxter, Max Payne, mm-hmm. Melee. Oof. Wait, how old is Melee? Twenty. Uh, twenty years. God yeah. damn. It's crazy. Sakurai been mad for twenty years. That's crazy. How is he still doing it? And he. It- <laughs> And he looks younger every time I see him. Yeah, it's a clone. It's not, it's not possible. So, yeah. So, I mean, I guess we can sort of, uh, like, pass the question along to you guys. Like, what do you what do you look forward to in, in gaming anniversaries? Is there a gaming anniversary this year that uh, you're excited for or, like, just means something to you? Um, let us know. Let's talk in the comments. But... With that, we could go ahead and start rolling out the red carpet. Uh, you know, like we said earlier, episode 100 is right around the corner. Uh, definitely hope to see you guys on live stream on Twitch. And of course, if you haven't watched it before, it's on twitch.tv forward slash SSJ Blackrod. That's all I got, awesome. James. Uh, you heard the man. Join us over there. It's going to be, what, two weeks from now? Is that is that are we marking the return officially to Twitch? Is episode hundred? Yeah, I like it. So you know, one more week of uh of this. Next week after that, we're going live on Twitch again. Glad to hope hope to see all y'all there. Glad to have y'all here for this episode. And um, Roddy, where can they find all this wonderful, free, amazing content? If you like what you heard this. It's out on Spotify, Apple Music, or Apple Podcasts. It really helps our visibility on there as well. So go ahead and give us that comment, like, uh, subscribe. Uh, hit that button, and, and oh my god, I sound like a millennial YouTuber. Hit that subscribe hey, button. No, no, that's not good. We are not celebrating that. Knuckle, we are not. knuckle bump it. Dap <laughs> it up. Find <laughs> that subscribe. <laughs> Yes, yes. And it, if you feel so inclined to let us know about uh, the questions that we posed today, Chris just asked, you know, hey, let's talk the comments. Um, send us an email. Should I play that at gmail.com? Should I play that fan mail at gmail.com? There you go. All right, so with that, that's us signing out for episode 98. Thank you for tuning in and we'll catch you next time. Stay beastly. Peace.